Alrighty, you are listening to the CN replay, then the NC replay. I am Chris. And I'm Noelle. <laughs> and today is going to be a little different because of scheduling issues. Both of the boys wanted to be on, but they couldn't be on at the same time. So I am the thread once again that holds this place together. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be me and Chris for the first half, and then he's got to go, and then I'll stop recording, and then an hour later, Corey will jump on, and we can do the rest of it. So uh, <laughs> for this first half, Chris and I are going to cover Detroit-specific news, um, and then Corey and I are going to talk national afterwards. Um but yeah, we wanted to talk about the wings first, and you just got back from a game. So do you want to you want to talk about that first? You've came back from yes. the most exciting game this week. So go for yes. it. <laughs> so a couple things. Number one, we've reached my favorite point of the Red Wings season, which is we're probably not going to be in playoffs. And because of that, tickets are really cheap now. So <laughs> fun fact Thanks to this lovely snowstorm tomorrow, you can buy a ticket before fees on game time for $6. So, oh my gosh. get yourself four-wheel drive and go to go downtown, stay safe, drive safe, and go watch a Red Wings game for 6 bucks. So, mm-hmm. you will spend more on beer than you will on your ticket. Mm-hmm. That being said, this week in Red Wings has been so good and also bad at the same time i don't Um, know if i would put the word good in front of it i would say it's par for course yeah that's okay what 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 i'm very thrilled about is Mm -hmm. we are one spot away from wild card and there is a lot of hockey left to play Mm -hmm. and mind you jacob ron is still around the corner but gosh okay a lot of hockey that's that's for you Corey. uh there's a lot of hockey left to play left in the season do i think we're gonna get we're going to beat the Bruins? No, absolutely not. I think we're going to stay in our same spot for the rest of the season. But, but, there's always still hope. The team is looking good. Not great, but good. Mm-hmm. Our, my biggest thing that I'm upset about is defensive passing. Holy cow, we suck. We, um, okay, here's the here's the issue. It's so bad. Is we don't it's have so a defensive bad. core. We have no cider. Yeah. Dot Cider's dot dot. We need no one. Cider. <laughs> we have Heronic oh is maybe he like mm. he's not good. He he's an offensive defenseman, which is a problem yes. when we need defensive defensemen to 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 yeah. do more than than they're doing. Um, yeah. Nick Letty has been less than advertised which is kind of a bummer we we thought he was going to be a little bit um a little bit more steady for us and he had some really bad turnovers holy turnovers in was that the was that in the anaheim or not the anaheim game the chicago uh, game was that the chicago game Uh, chicago game was it you mean the yeah i don't know where i am last wednesday was chicago yeah last wednesday was chicago okay yeah he gave up a he passed across the middle where, first of all, I don't know where he was passing to. Mm-hmm. Second of all, there was Strom right there, dead center in the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. So, failure's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, him, I have not been impressed with Nick Letty. I have not been impressed with Stahl. Not that I should have been impressed with Stahl, but I'm not. Especially for, <laughs> here's and here's the thing that, again, and this is the thing that annoys me so much. And I get it because it's hockey and it's sports and there's a, these are technically people's careers. I understand that. Just because you're old 
doesn't mean you're good and doesn't mean that you deserve to be paid more just because you're old. You know what I mean? And good. Yeah, yeah, bad. And good. And not, yeah, yeah. whatever. Exactly. Words. Yes, you, you're a veteran. Yes, you have experience. But if you play like garbage, guess what, Danny DeKaiser? You don't deserve $5 million, okay? Mm-hmm. So... But, okay, the thing with Danny DeKaiser is he's not going to be playing after this season. He's been scratched for the last two games. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) First and foremost. Hey, can you all tell we were church kids? Um, (laughs) Not good. uh, Danny DeKaiser, not good. Poor guy. Like, his his body just is not there anymore. what he was supposed to be, too, and I feel bad. I feel bad for Danny DeKaiser because he was supposed to be this absolute stud that we just snagged. A Detroit homegrown kid. I think he's downriver. Or I don't know if he's downriver or he's um by the Metro Lakes up north or northeast or northwest. I think he's from Detroit proper. That's what I thought. Anyways, this kid was supposed to be the next big thing, and he's never amounted to it, which is super sad. Super sad. Oh, he's um, from a comb township. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, he was never that, and frankly... He's been serviceable I, his whole career until yeah, the last two seasons. Exactly. And the only reason why he's serviceable is because we have literally been absolute garbage. And okay, if well, we were... <laughs> We've the been garbage years, for as long as you've been a, a, a full-time fan. Yes. We but... started getting bad, like, really bad in 2015. Like, yes. it wasn't bad, but it was bad. Yeah. You know? But okay, so don't... It's, it's two, year, two years, I think, is the peak of our badness. I think two years ago was like, okay, we suck. Oh, We're no, really I agree bad. with you. Okay, cool. That was trash. That was historically bad. Yeah. Exactly. And so I don't think if we've had ad bad... Like, frankly, if... If we have the team we had we have right now, two years ago, I don't think the Kaiser would make the lineup. That's what I'm trying to say. I think we would have made some little Steve would have done some fancy little trades, but I think because we're in the rebuild season, that's the only reason why he's here. Needless to say, he's going to be off. I can't wait. Needless to say, little guy named Simon Edvidson coming out of uh, ye old motherland of Sweden, who's going to be an absolute stud mm-hmm. next year. Um. And thankfully, we have our wonderful Nicholas Lindstrom, who is head of hockey operations over mm-hmm. in Sweden. And please, for the love of God, work your magic, Nick. That's going to be awesome. I mean, he's but head of hockey th- operations everywhere. And then you have Nick Cronwell, exactly. who is also a defenseman yeah. and a very good defenseman in his own right. So, Okay, I just want to say, Nick Cronwell, till his last game, was way more serviceable of a defenseman than Danny Kaiser. That's what I'm trying to say. And I'll take that to my grave. He's, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. I know we're we're it's like judging concrete the bricks. Way, I think but... the way more way more is what I'm stuck on. Sure, he, he was, was better. he was better. Yes, I will yeah, say that. But the way, way more that's you like hyperbole. At least, so at at least entertaining. That's what I'll say. He was he was at least entertaining, and he was a better player. Well, you just so, like people but... getting mowed down, but that's beside the point. Why? Who wouldn't? That's worth six bucks. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I would pay six dollars to go get some guy and get absolutely laid out on the ice. I would absolutely do that. But uh, one of my buddy Steve, shout out Steve, who always listens. He's listened to every single episode. Oh, I, Steve, I, I we love appreciate you. you. Yeah, we actually need to have Steve on very soon. Do Steve, we? don't don't mess up a weld this time, buddy. Uh, 
we made, I made a joke one time in a podcast, and it, apparently he had a restart at work. It was hilarious. Anyways, we'll have you on the we'll we'll have you on soon, bud. Um, he said, look at Ken Holland's picks, which was Rasmussen, Valeno. Look yes, how they're okay. playing. Look at look at look at Steve Eiserman's picks. We know we have always known that Ken Holland, especially with what's going on in Edmonton right now, it's just oh, yeah. complete absolute trash he's, fire that he just keeps gone. pouring gasoline on top of. So yes, we we be, we've been knowing that Ken Holland yes. is not not yeah. it. No, right? No, no. Praise no. the Lord, Hallelujah for our he's Savior gone. Steve Eiserman. Um, yes. But yes, I will concede that that is it, it's been yeah. rough in those areas. <laughs> yeah, and what's what's what I'm happy about is we've because we've had high, de- oh say, not high, decent draft picks. Even when we were bad, 2015, 2016, Ken Holland era, we didn't ha- we we were still middle to low of the draft. The picks now, like the, truthfully, if you think about it, Joe Valeno came before Rasmi or Zadina. Came before, um, obviously Raymond, obviously Cider. Look at how much farther those guys have progressed. They are. You can see it now that they're going to be like cornerstones of this team in the next coming years. They are going to do so much for the team. They're going to be here a very long time, and the city is literally like surrounding these two youngsters. Who I don't even know if they can legally drink. They uh, not in the states. Not in the states. In their home exactly. countries, they can. <laughs> exactly. In Canada, they can. <laughs> not these here. absolute youngins, who are fantastic hockey players, have held their own against really good teams. Like the Ducks are fantastic, very physical teams, and we were putting them in their place for the entire game. I was shocked. Can I? Ju- I was shocked. Yes. I'm sorry. No, go I'm for shocked it. Go for at it. How? How? And even Ras- oh, props to Rasmussen, props to all our young kids on our team who absolutely gave them the business when it came to physicality. They, it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic to watch. It was great hockey to watch. Mm-hmm. We should have won that game a little more, but it's okay. We won. And, and overtime goals, I love it. Yes. I love it. Who's um, on the overtime goal? I, because we're here. Just don't look at the Toronto game. <sighs> oh, oh, gosh. Just don't look Chicago, at the Toronto game. Or the... Um... Chicago oh, and Toronto. Chicago we don't need to look no, at those. Stop. those wow. No. And I th- okay, so yeah. he, the thing with the Toronto game before I go back to the Ducks game, <laughs> the thing with the Toronto game is that it was our third <laughs> game in four in four days. They yeah. were gassed, right? Like they yeah. were so tired. And also, Toronto is a really good team. So like, yep. you have the Red Wings, who are a middling team, who are absolutely yep. wiped, playing yep. a rested Toronto team. So like, there is that factor. But also, they didn't play well. So, no. it's a give and take, right? Um, but let's... Can I just... I just need to talk about Mo Cider for a second. I know I do this every episode. Um, yeah. But this weekend has truly just shown me, and I hope... And I, I don't think this is truth, but I hope has shown the rest of the league what he deserves... Um, I think personally, I think he should be winning the Calder. I don't think that that's going to happen because the NHL loves, uh, flashy forwards. So yes, Trevor's Egos will win. Unfortunately, do I think that Raymond and Sider deserve it more? Yes. Besides the point, Mo Sider for the second and third time 
decided to go up against one of the top players in the NHL. Two of the top players in the NHL. First time he did it, it was his first game in the league against uh, the Lightning. He wants to get he stole the puck from Victor Hedman and then did not back down when three of their players came after him. Love the kid. I don't know if you've seen that clip. It's amazing. <laughs> not yet, no. I'll send you I'll send you this. Um, Please do. Ryan Hanna from the Winged Wheel podcast made a compilation of these three and he's like, I'm so excited to see how long this is gonna be by the end of the season. Um <laughs> and then in the Penguins game, he and Crosby got into it, right? So him and Crosby, like just going against it, put um Brian Rust is it Brian? Ryan? Uh, something like that. I think it's Brian. Brian Rust came mm-hmm. to defend Crosby, and Mo just like flattened him. <laughs> I and he's smiling while he's doing it. Like he is. Oh, yeah. He's he's what six five six six, just a giant yeah. human being who also looks like a golden retriever, but will give he gives no craps about who you are as a human being. He's gonna flatten you if he deems yeah. it necessary. And then in the Toronto game, him and Austin Matthews started. Pushing yep. and shoving and, you know, going at it a little bit more. Yep. And again, Mo is up, like four inches taller than all these guys and he's smiling down at him. He's just, he does not <laughs> care. I, if there is one way to endear yourself to me personally, but I also think to the city of Detroit, it is to, it, it, it's to not care who you're yep. fighting, who you're. Yep drop them <laughs> who you're going up drop against <laughs> it's to not give a crap about the name of a person it's just the justice aspect i think that that yep there's a reason that this city is rallying around these two and it's more than just they're good it's that they're oh, fun yeah. and they make watching the games a lot of fun yep i just oh yeah i'm a big fan i really enjoy that um i i go for it thoroughly and again I, I said this over text, but I was asked to say this over podcast. Lucas Raymond was the better choice over Tim Stutzla. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy, very happy that we took Raymond. I know that we didn't even have the chance because Alex Trebek gave him to the Senators. But I'm very happy that even given the opportunity that we took Raymond, just because he has proven that he is the better player, and I think he's going to be increasingly good as time goes on Mm -hmm. and Steve Eisman is always right. And I'll never doubt him ever again, Mm -hmm. no matter what I need you. Um, because Corey and I talked about this after you admitted it to us in text, but I need you, um, just to, to once again, say the truth about Dylan Larkin, please. Because I think that the game you were at just, you know, he was, he is the best player all around on the team. However, (laughs) I stick I stick to my guns that he you is can't not stick the best to your guns. offensive you player. You cannot. You cannot. No, my, I can. He is not the best offensive player on the team. He is the best overall player on the team, but he is not the best offensive player. Okay. <laughs> no, you're empirically you're wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. On a breakaway, if I, okay, look, if you're going on a breakaway, yeah, I'd love Dylan Larkin. He's my number. If, if, I, if we're like, okay, oh, the, we're going to have a breakaway play, and we'd be like, yeah, send Larkin out. He's the guy you're going to want to take for it. But... He's great on. He is great defensively. He's great at rallying the team together. He's the best overall player. He's the cornerstone of the organization. Mm-hmm. But he's not the best offensive player. And I'll stick to that. I will stick to. You that. You literally do not have a sample size because your guy has been injured for the last oh, all of the season. So I have to ask you guys once again to wait. 
Wait until Vrana comes back. Okay. Give him a couple of games to get off of the to break the rust off a little bit. But I truly believe he's going to come out absolutely guns blazing. Mm. I really do. Mm. He fits. He fits in the scheme so well, and he's going to do great things. And I will say this. I will say this. If he has, if I think he's going to take a uh, Nemesnikov spot. So I think it's going to be Raymond Lark and Vrana, okay. which I'm going to cry if that actually is what <laughs> happens. That's going to be so freaking great. Oh my gosh. Arguably one of the best first lives we've had in God knows how long for the Red Wings. Watch then how much better Dylan Larkin becomes and also how good Vrana comes. It was the same thing with... Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. They put Dreisaitl on the right wing, and he literally scored just if not just about the same as Connor McDavid, but Connor McDavid had more breakaway goals, so that's why he had more points at the end of the season. They take Leon Dreisaitl, they drop him down to center, he doesn't have as good of a year. No no one talks about Dreisaitl anymore. He's still fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the Oilers is a different story because <clears throat> they actually need the depth help. Like, our yes, forward exactly. core is fine. Yeah, theirs good. is not. <laughs> oh, not good. But it is what just I'm trying to say is the two of them. But the point of what I'm trying to say is that's Drysaddle's still a good player. He just gets more of the limelight once you have Connor McDavid at center. It's very similar to the Larkin situation, but that doesn't mean Drysaddle's not a great player. He's still fantastic, and he, he, same thing with Verona. He's gonna he's gonna make that offense so much better. I don't think he's gonna help the defense a whole lot. I really don't. But offensively. He's going to be great, especially in the power plays. It's going to be awesome. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player for the offense. I feel like this is, we've had this conversation. I'm saying he's going to be the best player for the offense. That's what I'm, and I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick to that. Okay. I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick to it. And again, he's going to stick to it until two or three weeks into Verona being back. And then he's going to be like, well, guys, I mean, I will, I will fully admit if I was wrong, but judging on what I saw last season, I don't think I'm going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fantastic. I really I do. hope so. I would enjoy Watches, a better play. I, I hope, like, it's like that Anthony Mantha home opener when he just, like, slams four goals in the back of the net. That podcast, just wait. <laughs> that, that's going to be a great one when it's, like, Vrata scores four goals and I just come back and, like, man, I wonder how good could, could, could thought that was going to happen. Yeah. But, exactly. Okay. So, but, anyways, Wings... I'm very. Ha- I went to the. I went to the Blackhawks game. <sighs> so disappointing. Mm-hmm. So disappointing. Uh, watched the Toronto game. I didn't actually watch the Pittsburgh game. I didn't get time around to it, unfortunately. Pittsburgh game watched, was fine. I'm sure it was. Um, so super disappointed with the Maple Leafs game, just because we thought it was going to be overtime at least. But, and frankly, being able to take the Leafs right now to a potential overtime was great. Mm-hmm. But. It, they had Anyways. two solid games of <clears throat> hockey, or two solid periods of yeah. hockey, right? Yeah. And then just, I don't know if they were lost it in the third, dead on their feet or what was up, but yeah, that third was five unanswered goals. The goals that's real bad. Yeah, and we're playing the Kings at home. Yep, I have high hopes. I often we'll forget that the happens. Kings are a team. Yep, like all the time. It's Kopitar, and I don't know who else. I could not name one person on that team. Nope. That is a problem. Nope. Um. Oh, Claude Lemieux's son. He's on that team. Is he? Fun fact. Okay. All right. Beat him half to death. Uh, what? Jeez, now. Cider. Cider. No, I'm just kidding. Um. 
speaking... plots Chris Draper. Chris Draper has just had a scouting for this one reason. We, he, he called him Cider <laughs> just for this. He's like, no. look, there's this guy. His name, Claude <laughs> Lemieux on the back of the jersey. You're going to play the Kings later in the season. Yeah. Lay I don't know this that... kid out. I don't know that Draper still holds the grudge. I think no. that McCarty is more the guy yeah. who's wanting to beat his face in. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking of Larkin, he we all know that he's going to, our, to the All-Star game. Very exciting. Um, he is once again mm-hmm. entering the fastest skater competition, so that'll be fun. I, don't, I couldn't tell you if he's gotten faster or not, um, but I know that he did set the record one year. I don't remember when that was either, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, good for me for having all of my facts straight <laughs> before we started. Um, Don't trip this time. In other news, um, for the All-Star Game, they've announced a couple other special guests. Three of which I think, well, yeah, three of which I think will be fun. One of which I'm mad about, and I'm sure you can all guess who that is. So, Tigress. <laughs> yes, him. So the other three that have been announced are uh, Jocelyn Lamore Davison. She is going to be doing the face-off and the accuracy shooting competitions. Uh, she was um, one of the national team players. She's part of the PWHPA, I think. Um, she also played a one preseason NHL game for Tampa. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's Man and Renau. Renau. The goalie. Yep. yep, my apologies. <laughs> she's also going to be there. Um, oh, yeah, okay, cool. She's going to be doing the breakaway challenge. Her. She's going to be goalie okay, for cool. breakaway. Um, why? Wait, she's going to be the goalie? Yeah, well, yeah she's not going to be shooting. She's a goalie. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> uh, and then Wyatt Russell, who is an actor, but apparently he can play hockey. Um, he was the guy that played the knockoff Captain America in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus series. Oh! Um, he looks like he can play hockey. He is going to be doing the Breakaway Challenge. And then, finally, uh, this is no shade against Trevor Zegris. It is shade only against the NHL. He will also be doing the Breakaway Challenge. Um, and he is going to be there as a rookie who is actually in the NHL because the NHL is whipped and likes their North American players more than they like any of their European players uh, who aren't quite as flashy, but still doing better than Zegris overall in total. Um, That is going to be my little spiel. That is going to be my only opinion on the subject uh, because I could be here all day for this if, if I was allowed to be. Even from a media standpoint, I would much rather watch Cider than Zegras. But I understand that's like probably not the most popular opinion. But I love I they did an interview with Mo Cider after he I think I don't know if it was the goal I don't think, I don't think he scored in the first. No, he did. He scored in the first period, if I'm not mistaken. No, that was Larkin. I apologize. That was Larks. Cider had the assist, I think. But they interviewed him after the first period of the mm-hmm. game, and he's so funny. Like when watching him, like when they just put a mic on him, they talk. He's like, "Yeah, we we play hockey and we." We uh we we put the puck where we needs to be, and we really we feel like we're playing hard. And I li- like the way he just talks. The like his little mannerisms are like so funny, and it's so fun to watch him just like interact with people. And I think he would do a way better job than Trevor Zegras when it comes to NHL All Star. You name it, whatever. I think his opinions, his takes, everything would be just like so much better than smiley North American flashy Trevor Zegras. But do you know why maybe... it's be- why his interviews are better? 
because he's not no. giving you the cookie cutter. Everybody yeah, says exactly. it in every interview all the time. Yeah, every well, time. we're playing. We're playing like. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes, that accent it's exactly. Um, no, yeah. he's got a little bit of a personality, which is just like wild. Um, yeah. Hockey players are allowed to have that. Crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's really all that we had for. For the oh, I didn't talk about the all rookie team. Um, the all rookie team is basically just an honorific that rookies are given. Um, and if you make the team, happy birthday. I don't know. Um, yeah. but the as a small consolation for none of our rookies going to the All Star game, uh, Raymond Sider and Nadalkovich all made the all rookie team per the mm. NHL. Um, so that's exciting. Good for them. We're proud of them. I'm still mad. Be stupid not to. <laughs> yeah, for Just real. Saying. You didn't put it on there. It's pretty dumb. Yep. But, yeah. Um, And then if we want to move on to the Pistons, um, they have had, you know, a time. Hasn't been, hasn't been phenomenal since the last time we talked. Um, They lost twice. They lost to the Nuggets. Uh, to the Nuggets and the Magic, and then they beat the Cavs uh, Sunday. So, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Um, they're yeah. currently tied at 25 with the Pelicans right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, some good things is that even though Cade Cunningham did get a little bit outplayed in the... Um, oh gosh, what game was that? Hold on. Do-do-do. Uh, in the Nuggets game, he, according to ESPN's power rankings, um, he scored 34 points with eight rebounds, eight assists, and four blocks against the Nuggets during that game. Wow! He Holy became cow. the first rookie to record that stat line since Michael Jordan 18, in 1984, um, and Cunningham is two years younger than Jordan was at the time. So, look, are we comparing Kate Cunningham to Michael Jordan? Not yet. I don't yes. want to do that. Oh, okay, stop. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on him. Do I think Cade Cunningham is a generational talent? Yes. But I do, we don't know what he's going to grow into. I, I honestly haven't looked into what people have been saying about his ceiling. So yeah. it's exciting to see that. It's exciting to hear that stat line. You know, like that's amazing, honestly. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to see that he's progressing. Um, Sadiq Bey has continued to just go up and up and up in the stats column. Um, mm-hmm. That guy, you know, just just nailing it. And I think that he's going to be an important piece coming in the in the in the coming seasons, um, which we need. I think we need those hallmark pieces, right? We need those guys that yeah. are going to be um, going to be solid for us. So let's see. Um, Sadiq Bay scored 31 points in the in the win over the Cavs, um, which is also a very good stat, Fantastic. especially for a guy that we weren't sure about, right? Like yeah. for him to come from where he was at the beginning of the season and grow into who he is and, and the reliable player that he's become for that offensive side is really exciting to see um, mm-hmm. and really a good thing. Seriously. Um. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're still, you know, bottom of the pack. I think they're, I I can't remember where they are in the standings. I think they might be last or they're one from last. So, like, not great, but not unexpected. They're 
the 29th. <laughs> They're 29th <laughs> out of the league, um, <laughs> out of 30. So, again, not great, but it's uh, – Corey and I have talked about this before, where it's – they're losing in the right way, where it's still yes. entertaining, but they're losing. Yes. So, yes. we know that our young guys are developing. We know that they're getting better. Um, Dwayne Casey has done a really good job making sure that they're still progressing in an mm-hmm. upward fashion rather than going backwards and or getting worse, even though we're yeah. losing. Um so that's all exciting to see. Who knows what what this year is going to bring? Who knows? Or, no. Who knows what next year is going to bring? Um, yeah. Who knows what the draft is going to bring? I don't even know what the draft looks like this year, so I have to look that, into that. Um, Me either. But yeah, do you have any more thoughts on the Pistons at all? I have not watched a Pistons game yet this season. Oh, good, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> um, but I wanted to go into just a little bit of. It's not Lions news because it's Stafford news, but I wanted to get your take and then we'll go. It Corey and I will Lions talk about news. it. It's bad Lions news <laughs> <laughs> because we probably will get the last pick of the draft if Stafford pulls it off. But, hey, you know what? That's still Lions news. But here's what I'll say from a Lions standpoint. Mm-hmm. From a Lions fan standpoint. About from a Lions the, the fan Bowl. standpoint. What's thirty to thirty-one? You know what I mean, or or the thirty the thirty-first to thirty-second pick. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Let Stafford mm-hmm. win it. Stafford's gonna win the Super Bowl. We're all gonna be happy because we're all gonna be able. To, and I okay, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I think it is so dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's not a problem rooting for Stafford, but I think it's dumb from a Lions standpoint to root for Stafford just to be like, yeah, we once had a confident quarterback. Like, it's way too late to have the conversation that we had a good quarterback because we don't have him anymore. So, I think no, I perspective think, of... I think the conversation isn't we had a good quarterback. I think the conversation yeah. is look at what you made us do to yeah, our good exactly. quarterback. You know, like because yeah, I feel exactly. like there was a faction of people that were like, Stafford sucks. Stafford is the reason we're not doing yeah, anything. Exactly. We're not good. And then there was... I. I think the larger majority, I don't know this, like, the larger, fantastic. yeah, that we yeah. were all with our heads on straight, like Stafford rocks, we are destroying yeah. what little hope this, this man has, career. Yeah. let him go fly, spread his wings, do things other places, and so I think it's more of a, yeah. that used to, it's less of a, that used to be our guy, and more of a, ha, look, we were right, two other Detroit fans who were, who were yes. crapping on him, you know? Granted, I would have loved to have seen Stafford with this current O line. Like, I think if we <laughs> gave Stafford time, the poor like, guy would have never gotten sacked. Never. Oh my word! Because he's already like, got a good run game himself. And here's my thing too. My take on the on the Lions. You said it. How they're losing? Like the Pistons are losing good. Mm-hmm. Think of all the losses we've had this year as Lions fans. Where we're like, ooh, so close. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we had Stafford. Instead of golf, mm-hmm. like we would have won those games, mm-hmm. and those were six six games. Mm-hmm. Those were six games that we could have won mm-hmm. by one play, which means we could have potentially been a wild card seed at this point, just because of how bad the the NFC North is. So we're not that far off. And but here's right. the thing. Okay, go ahead. I don't think we should look at the Super Bowl from a Stafford perspective. I think we should look at the Super Bowl from a Bengals perspective. Because two <laughs> years ago, the Bengals were absolute trash, and then they drafted Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and now they're in the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. that's how quickly it can change. You could take two two key offensive players 
And now you have a, a star-studded lineup where everyone's like, holy cow, they're actually a pretty good team. Yeah. I think it so, would have been very interesting to see Stafford, like you said, with this O-line on this oh, team. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it would have been beneficial oh, for us no. in the long run, obviously, because not of his contract, close. because of the stuff that we got for him. Jared Goff not we, being one of them, but... Literally overcompensating best case scenario, we would have barely made playoffs. But and then we would have gotten, gotten past the out first immediately. Round. Yeah. <laughs> forever. And yeah. that's how it would have been forever. So right. And we don't want that. I'm, and I would rather yeah. see Stafford win a Super Bowl yes. and the Lions progress in the right direction, the right yes. speed, than have Stafford with this O-line, which is a yes. sad sentence to say because I wish he was a Lion still and I wish we were good enough for him to be here and win a, a yeah. you know the championship with us, but... Yeah. It's the way the cookie crumbled. That's not how it worked. <laughs> but what I will say this is in three years, if we do not get into playoffs in three years, we should riot outside of Ford Field <laughs> until they sell the team. We should riot until they sell the team. Because truthfully, at that point, it is the organization that has failed. It is not the coaching. And I think everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. Heck, my local sporting goods store has shirts that say sell the team. Like Wait. truthfully, it is it is it is upper management and ownership that needs to be changed first, I think. But but you have the best opportunity that we've had in I don't know how long to be successful. And not not just successful, but like truly successful. Mm-hmm. You have multiple first round draft picks. You have a brand new head coach. You have a brand new quarterback who you're gonna get rid of for someone you actually want. Right. Which speaking of, oh my word, this is national coverage that I'm gonna let Corey get into. But please make Corey talk about the quarterback situations with Tom Brady now retiring and with Aaron Rodgers probably not going to be in the Packers this year. Have a conversation about who to draft past draft picks like Kyle Trask. Here's a question I have for Corey. Hey, Corey, what do you think about the draft thing coming up with all the quarterbacks? Because I think it's a national thing that I can't cover. So talk about it. But for the love of God, please talk about it. Yeah, but super yeah. excited. That's in two weeks. It's on February 13th, I think. I it is. Yeah, yeah, because Valentine's Day is that Monday. So 13th, it's on Valentine's Day. LOL. Can't wait. <laughs> It'll be a fun time. Also... Can we talk about the halftime show lineup? You do you know what it is? I do. Have you seen it? <laughs> I Eminem, have seen it. Yeah. Eminem, Mary J. Bly, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Kendrick Lamar. What? Wow. Wow. That is going to wow. be a show. That is going to be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. For I it. probably, unfortunately, yeah. will not be watching it because I will be in a household with small children, and they tend to just kind of turn <laughs> the halftime show off just in case. Um, sure. But dang it, that's going to be such a good show. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. I always like, truthfully, I'm usually the one who watch. I like, I I love watching the halftime show. I think it's fun watching the production and all that stuff. I always, as soon as halftime's over, I go and grab another round of snacks Mm -hmm. and then sit back down, watch the show. Oh, oh, oh. Also, on top (laughs) of... I know this is this is not really anything to do with sports, but we should do like a Super Bowl like Super Bowl food bracket and just post it on Twitter or something. Like get a poll. That's something we should do this week. Post what is your favorite Super Bowl snackage that is your go to when it comes time to halftime end of first quarter. Mm-hmm. But 
Regardless, I'm going off a tangent. That's okay. Super Bowl's going to be awesome. Halftime show's going to be awesome. Sports, we're going to have a down week next week, and we have a very big surprise for everybody that I'm sure you guys will talk about at the end of this episode that we're all very excited about next week. Next week's episode may be the best episode we've ever had. I'm well, very excited do you want to so. you want to tease it now, and then Corey and I can jump off of that yes. and go into more national stuff? We are, we are ranking all of the NFL starters from this past season based upon pure hotness. We're rooting for you, Joe Burrow, on the male side. Jeez. Okay, we're rooting for you. So this whole started because of conversations <laughs> that I don't start. I feel like I need so to clarify funny. this. I am in a group chat with both of my co-hosts, who are straight men. I am a straight woman. We have different tastes in human beings. Somehow, every month, every single month, we are. I am wrapped into a conversation about which quarterback is hotter. Which guy on the NHL team is hotter? What whose thighs do you like best in the MLB? And I Oh Horvat. And I just my opinions are often contrary to theirs. And so it's gonna be interesting. We have a couple special guests. That's, that's I won't a funny spoil way that. of saying you're wrong. No. No no no. No no no. Because our special guests agree with me. And I have a feeling Don't worry. that the special guest that you think is gonna agree with you is gonna agree with us a no. little bit more. And I don't think so. No, no, no. Don't spoil anything. Don't spoil anything. We'll have fun. That's what I'm going to say. It it's will be, be a fun. really good time. It's going to be a lot of laughing. Poor Ben is going to have to edit out so much shouting. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. We got to figure out logistics still, but that will be up Tuesday-ish, maybe. So. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Alrighty. <laughs> I can't wait. Yep. Are you ready? Are you ready for this smooth transition? This super smooth transition? Yep. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to see you. Bye, bud. I'll, I'll see you later. Hey, Corey, go take... Hey, Corey, come in here really quick. Come take this away. You know what, Chris? I'll gladly take this mic from you. Because Perfect. do I have some things... <clears throat> it's going to be great. ...to say about just the general sports world. Um, I mean, where should I Where should I begin? No, well, I'll... first of all, we're going to give the disclaimer that you do have a very rambunctious dog in the background. So yes. that's what all that noise is. <laughs> yeah, so I, Ben, I apologize. There's really nothing I can do about it. Um, it's okay. She's she's been locked up in a in a crate for a long period of time. But mm -hmm. if you can somehow edit that noise, perfect. If you can't, oh well. Our listeners are just gonna have to suffer through. Um, man, let's you know let's start with some good news, Noel. Let's start. Yeah, with, let's let's do good news. Let's 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 start with let's start with good news. Um, we we I mean, without hyperbole, without anything, we are literally shaping up for the best NFL playoffs I think we've seen, at least in recent memory, maybe an all-timer because outside of wildcard weekend, like we had talked about, these games were endlessly exciting and mm -hmm. championship weekend was no exception. Noel, I had, I had a meeting like a, for, for the church um, at five o'clock. So that kind of puts me smack dab in the middle between both games. And I left the place I was watching the first half of the AFC Championship game, and it was like 21 to 10. And I'm like, okay, good. This game's going to be a blowout. People are going to show up to this meeting, blah, 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 whatever. Um, we get done with the meeting, and the Bengals are somehow up in the game. And so, like, I'm like, okay. So I, I get about the last, like, quarter or so. Mm -hmm. um, I, and then I had to watch highlights afterwards. Noel... 
I, we've we've had discussions and di- we didn't announce our our next week's episode, did we? Yeah. Uh, we te- yeah, Chris and I talked about it okay, a little bit, but it. you can talk about it more if you would like. Okay, to. this has nothing to do with the content that will be in that episode with our man Joe Burrow. I, and I, I had this discussion tonight at trivia with with some of my some of my buddies. You don't want to compare him to Tom Brady. I'm not doing that, but. Tom Brady isn't the most athletically gifted. Some may even argue he's not athletically gifted, um, but he has he has it, and that's such a horrible, horrible like comparison to use, and such like a descriptive thing to use. But it, it people who have it, quote unquote, like you just know there's something different. Joe Burrow has it. Mm-hmm. He's had it since his senior year at LSU. He's had it since the national championship. Joe Burrow has it. Tom Brady has it. You could even argue Peyton Manning has it or had it or, or, or whatever. Um, Joe Burrow has it <laughs> without any other explanation. And, and to come back in that stadium that far behind against that quarterback. Mm-hmm against those wide receivers, against all of those odds, and to win. Because the Bengals hadn't won a game in 30 years in the postseason. Now they're going to the Super Bowl after winning two road games. Some may argue in some of the most, in, in the, not difficult Tennessee, but probably the most difficult place to play in the AFC right now, they went in and won. Mm-hmm. And I, outside of the offense, like the offensive skill positions, there's not much else for the Bengals. Hendrickson has been great. The defense really did step up in the second half, and that's probably a big reason of why they won. Um, but the play of Joe Burrow to to steady that team, he has it. The boy has it. And so does so does Mabel because she's throwing a toy all across this room. Um, <laughs> I can't do anything about that. Um <clears throat> Moral of the story: Joe Burrow has it. Mm-hmm. Guy, the guy, the guy is a competitor, and he's done this in year two. And you can't get ahead of yourself. You know, oh, how many is he going to win? This might be his only opportunity. But based off of the track record and how, like this, the sheer determination and literally every single step from the the minute they won their first playoff game at home in Cincinnati, they're like, we're not celebrating. Like we won the division because there's so much more left to play for. That right there. That's the attitude. That's the attitude. And yep. now and now they're going to the Super Bowl. Fast forward, the Rams got over the Rams got over the hump. They got the monkey off their back. They finally beat San Francisco. It it took it, that was a very exciting game. I was able to watch all of the yeah. second half. Um, yet again, Matt Stafford leading a fourth quarter comeback. Double-digit deficit, steadying the storm, and I, and I, Noel, I'm still seeing Matthew Stafford slander on my timeline, I, and it, it 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 drives me insane, absolutely insane. As it should. Chris and I were talking about this earlier that this um the Super Bowl isn't us rooting for the Rams to win. It is us 
as those who have had our head on our shoulders the entire time Stafford was our quarterback, saying, ha, we were right, to the other side of it who is doing the the Stafford slander. Like, that's what the Super Bowl is for us. Like, and the fact that people are still clinging on to those ideals is just ridiculous. It's mind-numbing to me because... You you have to look at the talent and the way this team, or in the way the teams function, because Stafford is the same player. Yep. He's been the same player for arguably eight seasons. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get with him, and because he plays in Detroit, I mean, it, he's been the same player, but the narrative on him has been completely different this year. I mean, they're talking about him getting MVP votes, or at least mm-hmm. they were in the beginning of the year. He. Disclaimer, he did lead the league in interceptions. Threw 17 interceptions. But he also threw 49 touchdown passes. Yeah. So. So, I think he can get away. And and his team is in the Super Bowl. Right. Ar- arguably. That's a large factor. <laughs> arguably due to his play. Mm-hmm. Arguably, arguably, I'm not saying for sure. I'm not saying all of this. It doesn't, you know, ride on his show. He did have a very bad dropped interception oh in my the gosh. fourth quarter. I <laughs> lost my mind. The ball just dropped, and maybe that, I about screamed. Maybe that was God Himself coming down and saying, <laughs> "You, you have suffered for 13 years in Detroit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this happen to you. My son did not die for this." Okay, watch it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can say that. I can say that. I'm can you? It's, no. I can still be. No, I can't. If I, I take see. That, I take that back. No. I take that completely back. Ben, edit that out. He's not going But <laughs> He's not going <laughs> to. But he, God said you have suffered long enough. I'm not going to let this happen. He, he, yeah. he stepped in. Um, but the game against the Bucks, with pressure in his face and an all-out blitz to make that throw to Cooper Cup. And I, yeah. I, I somebody said the argument to me. He's like, oh, Stafford was carried by Cup. And I'm like... Are you Where? kidding? Where? Look at the rest. Look at Cooper Cup's stats before Stafford got there. He's a great receiver, but he just put up an all-time season. You you mm-hmm. and you think that's just all him? You don't think that has anything to do with the other guy who gave the other wide receiver on that list an all-time season? You don't think that has anything to do with that? If you don't, you're stupid. Maybe that's a harsh, but you're not looking at you're not looking at the facts here. But mm-hmm. to make that throw in Tampa after, frankly, your team kind of just imploded on you. Yep. But the the goat was on the other side, so I mean that's understandable. Um, and to just drop that perfect pass to set yourself up for a game winning field goal, chip shot essentially, and then to set your team up, you made that one mistake, but it didn't cost you the game. Cool, calm, and collected. Drive down the field. I the fourth quarter hit. They were down by double digits. I didn't feel. I was like, Stafford's going to come back and win this game. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I, I legitimately was not nervous at all. I was a little. I wasn't like worried, but I was a little bit like, uh, no, what I, if? I wasn't. I, I mean, I'm glad that worked out for you. And the defense did step up too. Aaron Donald played very, very well at the end there. He he. They made the comment. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman that he doesn't say a whole lot during the game. But when he mm-hmm. says something, the defense listens. And ap- after they showed the clip of him yelling at the other defensive players, they shot down San Francisco's offense. 
Um, just like a really cool moment to see him after so many years. I mean, it's kind of like people, it's kind of like Elway. Um, so many years that, you know, he had played through the playoffs, played with Denver, and then he goes to his first Super Bowl, wins it, and then he wins another one the next year after that. I think he retired shortly after that as well. Um, Why wouldn't you? I mean, at that point, what else do you have to, what else do you have to do? Um, but like, it's kind of like, like Steve Young, um, um, I guess you could say Jim Harbaugh this year against Ohio State, getting the monkey off of your back and mm -hmm. like kind of just like Stafford when he was interviewed, he was like, "This is awesome!" Like, like this, like, like I, you know, when I got here, I wanted to play in games that mattered, and now we're playing in the most important game of the season. And what more? What more could I want? So like, it's it's. I've been talking to everybody. This is like the first Super Bowl in years where you're like, I don't care if anybody wins this game at all. <laughs> I, I'll be, I'll be happy for whoever wins this game. And right. I, and I like, I'd be a little bit less happy if Stafford lost. Um, right. I'm rooting for Stafford in the Super Bowl. I want the Rams to win. But if, if Joey B and the Bengals win the Super Bowl, holy cow, Joey, Joe Burrow's the coolest man in America. And he just won the Super Bowl in his first full season without injury that's a good story that's a documentary 10 years from now that's a documentary 10 years from now and then the the documentary on the other side a guy who right. spent 13 years of pain and suffering in detroit and then gets his what he literally gets one shot one opportunity to seize everything he ever wanted one moment is he going to capture it is he going to let it slip and we'll Staff find out. And we'll find out. And Stafford has that opportunity to... But he's... The cool thing is he's reshaping his legacy, too. You know? Yeah. Everyone in Detroit was like, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. Now, America's saying, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can take that away. Especially with this performance. Now, it would solidify it if he gets that ring. And odds are, if the Rams win, he'll probably win Super Bowl MVP, which would be great. Because um, quarterbacks win that all the time. Um, nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. And it's a great story on both sides. And I'm super, super excited. But the, the horrible thing about the Super Bowl and championship uh, weekend is that you have to wait an extra week before the game. So you just get this mm -hmm. dead period of like, oh, who's going to win? And you can only talk so much about the game until you play it. Yeah, there's a lot of anticipation, and you can only anticipate so much before that it's just like, all right, we need to be there now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, before we get into some of the other stuff that I, I guess I wanted to talk about, Noel, did you have any other closing thoughts of Championship Weekend? No, I think we pretty much covered, between my conversation with Chris and this conversation, I think we covered them. Okay, cool. And then, obviously, the Lions are locked into, because uh, Lions have two first-round picks. They'll be locked Dep in. Depending on what Stafford does. Depending <laughs> on what Stafford does, they'll either have 30, 31 or 32. So it doesn't yep. really matter. I saw a mock draft from NFL.com. I don't know who it was, but with that second pick. So they have now, Thibodeau is the number one overall prospect. So Hutchinson is number two. So odds, we've said that either one of those two are going to be in Detroit. We just don't know who quite yet. Wh whoever's left is going to be in Detroit. Yeah. Um, I saw... A mock with the Lions at 32. NFL's predicting the Rams are going to win. Um, and uh, they took Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty, who was a quarterback okay. at Auburn. Dual threat. Um, 
I've seen him play. He's like he is like a he's like a Lamar Jackson type quarterback, except I think he's a more I don't want to say refined or polished, but I that's really the only word I'm gonna passer. So he's dual mm-hmm. threat. Um honestly I don't mind that because a dynamic quarterback maybe is what you need because you had Stafford who is mostly a pocket uh, a pocket passer and Jared yeah. Goff who is Mr. Immobility himself. Um, <laughs> and maybe I, I, I kind of like that. And, and maybe uh, you have Jared Goff teach the young guy or, or maybe getting a quarterback in the first round lights a fire under Goff too. And, or maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe it slips him into a tailspin. Cause it's like, ah, oh, now this team doesn't want me either sort of a thing, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I personally maybe would like that player at that pick. Um, but how it affects the rest of the team, I don't necessarily know. Because personally, I think the Lions should go all defense. I don't think they need to draft a single offensive player, given the quarterback uh, talent in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I would be fine with them. Uh, I'd be fine with them drafting all defense, personally. But what do I know? I don't get paid by the NFL. I'm not associated with the NFL in any way. So, um, yeah, those are my thoughts. But, Noah, what do you think? Those are your thoughts. Um, I haven't, you know, really just other than knowing who Hutchinson is. Um, and, you know, I don't have a ton of comments because I haven't studied the draft uh, quite as much yet. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the defense is probably the way to go. I might want uh some sort of receiver, but that's not like highest priority. Sure. You know, yeah. that's, those are, those are my thoughts. Them's the thoughts. I think, I think that actually the wide receiving room could be in good hands. Cause I, I've said from the, it was like the tale of two halves. We talked about Khalif Raymond, the first half, and then Amon yep. Asay Brown just exploded in yep. the second half of the season. Those having two guys who are pretty good, mm-hmm. um, and then I would I would assume Amon Ra is only going to get better. And then also uh, Reynolds uh, kind of built a connection with Goff at the end of the season, as Goff played better. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have Goff at least for one more year. So over overhaul the defense, see how that works. And and I and I've said from the beginning, I I did like the. The run first, short pass offense. I think it can work, but you also have to be able to throw the ball twenty yards down the field, which Goff for half the season could not do. Right. Um, but you get a full year, you get that confidence from the end of the year, and then you have a happy locker room because that's a that's a big big deal to have a happy locker room, and to have young guys come in and say, hey. Do your job, work hard, and play for this man because you're going to love playing for this man. Because I and I don't think I made this comment. Um, maybe I did. I can't remember. But the fact that um, <laughs> Campbell was constantly calling trick plays all the time, um, and they were working. Mm-hmm. I don't think like a particular trick play can be uh, sustainable. But I do think trick plays can be sustainable. Like, this, the constant, like, unpredictability. Because how are you going to prepare for that as an opposing team? 
Right. No, I I would agree. You know, the punt, like you can prepare for the punter to throw a pass because uh, Jack Fox is he can sling the ball um, <laughs> as we've seen, um, but who who's to say that you know you don't have a wide receiver on the roster who's who can throw the ball and it's a different one every year or a different one every week um so i like i like that i like that mm-hmm. so um i guess i'm encouraged and, and and excited to see what happens uh with that team but yeah i like it sounds good uh did you want to answer chris's question oh yes the quarterback carousel okay so Hold on. Because I have I, no comments on this. <laughs> she's she's going to be in the podcast now, but because she's she's being really antsy. Um, there's a lot of openings. Obviously, Tom Brady retired, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay is uncertain, um, and so is the Colts. With Carson Wentz, the owner has been very vocal in saying he's going to let whoever win. Or no, he's going to do whatever it takes to win football games in Indianapolis. Um, mm-hmm. So we can have a very, very big quarterback carousel this offseason here. Um, <laughs> and I think to Chris's uh, effort, or not effort, but Chris's thought process, Kyle Trask was drafted by the Bucks last year and drafted late. And most people were like, at that position, at that pick, that's a pretty good pick. And he can learn from the greatest quarterback that ever played the game. And he, Tom Brady can't play forever, even though he probably could have. Um, but he can't. Um, so right. somebody's going to have to step up. So I would love to see what Kyle Trask can do. Because Kyle Trask in his senior season at Florida played pretty well. Not just pretty well. He played very well. Like He had an outside chance at the Heisman. And a lot of people were saying, like, oh, he's not very good. He had a lot of talent. He had a lot of depth at the skill positions, which is true. Uh, but still, at some point, you have to give a little bit of credit to the quarterback. And I know that could be taken as hypocritical because we could look at the same as Jared Goff. And we were saying, uh, you know, oh, Jared Goff was just shielded by uh, the system and his talented players. But we talked about this in the past. That one regular season game on Monday night where the final score was like 63 to 61 or something, whatever it was, Jared Goff looked like a completely different quarterback than he looked like in Detroit for the majority of the year. So he he played well. And I think in the right system, he can play well. And I think learning the right things under the right people, he can play well. So don't be surprised if Kyle Trask ends up being the starter for Tampa Bay and they don't go looking for somebody else. Because maybe this was the plan all along. I mean... Nobody knows what goes on in NFL locker rooms all the time and the thought processes of players, but I would have to think the Bucks, Bruce Arians would understand or like have to have some sort of conversation with Tom and it's like, hey, how long do you think you're actually going to play? Right. And they're like, we want to look at this guy. And for, and you can't draft a guy so high to piss off your quarterback like the Packers did with Jordan Love trading up in the first round to draft a quarterback, which is just a disaster. And it's Yikes. and it's worked out as just a disaster because now Aaron Rodgers wants out. It's yeah. I from my Packers guy, my Packers buddy, he said it's not even just about winning. It's going to a place where he he feels like he like is like loved or deserved or appreciated. Or appreciated, yeah. I just want to be. Appreciate it. So, 
it's. <laughs> I'd be very interested to see what happens in Tampa Bay, but I, if I had to put my money on it, I think Kyle Trask. I don't think they're going to trade for anybody. I think they're going to give Kyle Trask a go because they're going to be in a cap situation pretty soon here. Um, and right. what's one year? You go to Kyle Trask, you go to your late round draft pick and say, hey, we're going to give you the reins. You got a year to prove it. Show us what you can do. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, Kyle Trask is probably more like Tom Brady and would fit the offense that they have in place already than any quarterback that they could trade for right now. Not necessarily any quarterback they could draft, but play style. Not necessarily outcome, but play style. Pocket passer. Tom Brady was definitely a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Trask, Tampa Bay. Uh, as far as Green Bay, Rodgers is out. I don't know where he's going to go. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that. I, I don't know how you've pissed off your two greatest quarterbacks in franchise history and managed only to get one Super Bowl from the, each of them. And now you have a guy who loves playing who is – probably the second if not the best quarterback in the nfl right now that includes with tom brady as well um and you're managing to run him out of town when he still wants to play and is playing at a high level uh so the the interesting thing is though he's going to take Devonte adams wherever he goes hmm. and mm-hmm. the people that are the rumor that's swirling right now every single week he goes on this do you know who pat mcafee is i've heard the name so he's, who they are. He, he's a very eccentric former mm-hmm. NFL player. Um, he was a punter um, and was like, talks about this stuff. So for the brand, he breaks down like punting, like highlights and like who breaks down punting. <laughs> okay. So like, he's like built this yeah, like yeah, yeah, thing yeah. and is like best friends with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. The only team he played for in his career, the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. So a lot of people are speculating that he's going to be like, hey, go play with the Colts. The Colts play in a piss-poor division. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be super easy to win. It That's probably the equivalent of what the NFC North would be, is the AFC South. Okay. Uh, just just because the Jaguars and the Texans and the Titans are there. And personally, I said this too. Titans are not very good, in my opinion. I just don't. They were the number one seed somehow, but they're not very good. As we can see, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. As the number one seed, they lost their first game to the Bengals. Um, but I put my money on the Colts. Colts have a lot of cap space. They're pissed off at Carson Wentz. They would either cut him or trade him. And somebody somebody talked about uh, it was like to get Aaron Rodgers, because Devontae Adams is a free agent, so you could easily sign him wherever he goes. To get Aaron Rodgers, it maybe would cost two firsts, a second, and a defensive player. And Carson Wentz for Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a lot. Maybe that I, sounds like a lot. Maybe but... I misheard it too. Maybe it was a maybe it was just the first, the second, and a defensive player with Carson Wentz for Rodgers. But I don't think anybody would want Carson Rodgers or Carson Rodgers. I don't think anyone would want Carson <laughs> Wentz. And I'm not impressed with Jordan Love. Every time he's played, he's looked bad. And I was saying that from the beginning. Carson or uh, so many quarterback names. Uh, Jordan Love uh, had more interceptions his senior year at Nevada than touchdown passes, and he was like, "Oh, this guy's going to be a first round pick." I'm like, "How? 
I know that's like a very archaic way to look at it, but a, a guy in college who throws more interceptions than touchdown passes, and he's a touted first-round pick? And what that's is, a problem. And what has he done in the NFL? Limited time, I understand. He's thrown more interceptions than touchdown passes. Threw that's two, so frustrating. He threw two touchdown. He threw two interceptions against the Lions oh, in no. Week 17. That's that's the true test. That's the true test. So that, That's your real litmus test. So some people are saying Rodgers could get traded to Tampa. Maybe that could happen. Could. Maybe. Um, I think the Colts make the most sense. They have a lot of cap space. They can bring in Adams, and they have they already have a great defense. They have a stable uh, head coach um, who's also a player's coach um, and uh, a great running back, a phenomenal running back, and a running back who will get MVP votes in Jonathan Taylor. So if I had to guess a perfect pick, Aaron Rodgers to the Colts. Write it down. That's my lock. Not a lock, but that's my that's my Vegas betting favorite. And I could talk about the quarterback carousel for hours. Um, but the only reason that we're talking about this right now um, is because our boy, Tom Brady, has officially retired. And I, Noel, you texted me today. And I, like, I did. Like, I had so, to check in. So how are you doing now? It's not like... It's not like one of those sadness things because it's like this isn't this isn't a guy that like technically played for my team. I just kind of claim him because like Michigan man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I mean, it, it's 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 crazy to think about how I like I, I had I substitute taught or substitute taught today in one of my classes, uh, and it's crazy to think about that. There's like freshmen who grew up watching Tom Brady play quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I grew up watching Tom Tom Brady play quarterback in the NFL. 2007, with the Giants and the Patriots in the Super Bowl, uh, I was... You were 10. I was 10? Maybe these, 11. These kids, these kids are 14, and they just saw Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl at 13 and win a Super Bowl, his seventh Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's it's incredibly hard to fathom. I sent you that that video of Tom Brady's three careers. Yeah, it was insane. The man legitimately had three Hall of Fame careers in one, and and, and arguably his best career was in his late thirties, early forties. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, and I'm in this boat. I think Tom Brady could win MVP this year. Hmm. He leads the league in passing yards, completions, touchdown passes, and pass attempts. Yeah, that that those are those are the criteria for that. Uh, that's so <laughs> so so for so to put it in perspective, a guy like Peyton Manning at age thirty nine, he in his final season he had nine touchdown passes and seventeen interceptions. He won a Super Bowl because because Denver had a stellar defense and Peyton mm-hmm. Manning did just enough to not screw it up. But Peyton Manning could not play anymore. Right. The fact that we're sitting here and Tom Brady has retired and he could have, he he's, he's maybe leaving two, three more very competitive seasons on the table. Not to mention, and I, all things aside, if his training regime set, stays the same, you probably would get at least one more MVP-like season out of him, too. So he may have not retired 
into the sunset as a Super Bowl champion, but I mean, I'd have to think he was going to be like, let's run this back. Let's see if we can, we can, you know, go back to back. When he couldn't do that, and he still performed probably in one of the best seasons he's ever had, I think he's like, you know what? I've already accomplished so much. I've already done so much. I've literally put everything I possibly could into this game. I'm satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is honestly the kind of the way you want yeah. your, your heroes to go out, right? You don't want to have the caveat of, oh, but their last season. Yeah. Right? You always want it to be like, oh, look what they did. And they could have done so much more. Like, you always want the positive what ifs, not the negative what ifs. Yeah. Right? So, Yeah. I mean, and, I'm happy for him. It's it's exciting. <laughs> no, that's it's it, it it's it's unbelievable. We'll not we will we will never in any sport. I don't think we will never ever ever see somebody like this ever again. As far as longevity, as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, time in prime, as far as championships won the span of championships uh, you can make an argument any which way about the greatness of tom brady and all of them will be correct and the cool thing is and i if you did i tell you to watch the man in the arena series uh probably but i haven't yet so you should i i I know i'm it's it's on my list i have a lot of documentaries listen i yeah i get it but it's like is he arrogant a hundred percent but a hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to make that argument against. Is he arrogant? Absolutely. Um, but it's like uh, it, it's almost taken with a grain of humility too, because a lot of people were saying, "Well, why doesn't he just come back for like a last dance, like final ride, final season sort of thing?" And everyone says, "Like, oh, that's not like Tom Brady's style." And the fact that his his career ends and like that last touchdown pass the touchdown pass to Mike Evans in the in the in that great uh divisional round um and in a game where nobody thought was going to be his last game ends up being his last game so anticlimactic a lot of people say that's kind of how Tom would have wanted it mm-hmm. if not if not on the shoulders of of NFL stardom with the Super Bowl title if it had to end that way competing at the highest level and in in a game where no one expected you know it to be his last that's kind of what he wanted and that's if you watch that documentary that's kind of what you understand you get to see like the family side of it too is it is it egotistical absolutely i'm sure but he does a pretty good job of like humanizing himself um, which i think is important and then also probably gets him a lot of fans because i did not like tom brady when i was growing up because he was so good and but then i realized but then i realized this guy is good because, like, he works. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the thing that impressed me was he won his first three. He went 10 years without winning his fourth. And then he just rattles off more of these. Mm-hmm. You, In that regard, you'll never see another athlete do that, I think. To go through, no. to win that early, to go through your prime, spend that much time not on the mountaintop, and then to get to the mountaintop four more times it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough so my ode to tom brady my homage to tom brady i didn't even talk about michigan stuff screw that i didn't even talk about i didn't even talk about his his accomplishments in michigan but still 
we got to watch greatness. You and I got to watch greatness. People who are younger than us got to watch greatness. And people who are older than us got to watch greatness. All of us growing up watching greatness, which is doesn't even compute. And all of us getting the full glimpse of what a player and what impact Tom Brady had on the game of football, which is awesome. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. So not sad, just like it's cool. In awe. In awe. Yeah, in awe. That's a good yeah. word. That's a good word. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll pause and we'll talk baseball for a second. Um, so Dave, Why, we're already in the football sphere. You, want, you, wanna, you might as well just stay there. You want, okay. We'll, we'll stay there. Okay. So Noel, I talked a lot about, I've been talking this whole time and we're, we're probably going to push two hours on this episode, which is fun. Or how long did you guys go? Chris was about 40 minutes. Okay. So, oh yeah, we're, we're, this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> um, I've been talking a lot about Michigan football and everything that's been happening. The mountaintop there, beating Ohio State, going to going to the Big Ten title game, going to the college football playoff. Everything looked peachy and like setting up for Highlight like of your life. Just just setting up for what is to come. Jim Harbaugh himself saying this is just the beginning, blah, 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 blah. And it all blows up. So I don't know. I, we talked about this, all these rumors swirling, the Michigan insiders, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's now it's in the mainstream. Harbaugh interviewed with the Vikings. He's got an in-person interview. He's flying out to Minnesota tomorrow. And all of the Michigan people, the people who I am friends with, uh, the people who I followed are saying Harbaugh's accepting a job to be the next coach of the Minnesota Vikings. How did we get here? <laughs> and and it's it's one of those crazy things because he's recruiting so hard he's bringing in coaches the defensive coordinator leaves so everyone's like oh he's just gonna fill it in and even his own brother was saying like because that's that's who jim harbaugh got mike mcdonald from from baltimore and essentially borrowed him for a year um and now he's the defensive coordinator of baltimore and and the quote from John Harbaugh was like, Jim will fill in the defensive coordinator position with somebody great. I already know. So John Harbaugh didn't even know what was going on. His own brother didn't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And now, in a, a week ago, Harbaugh was on the recruiting trail hard. And now he's on a plane to Minnesota about to accept the NFL position. Rumors to the Vikings of all to people the, to the Vikings and somehow some way in all of everything that happens all of the time somehow the Lions still lose <laughs> the Lions still lose because listen just think no, about you're right you're think so about this. right think about this because this isn't Detroit sports news but it is just mm-hmm. think about this it's no. all connected Aaron Rodgers is not playing in Green Bay next year he's not no if he does, sheer miracle, and maybe Harbaugh has second thoughts about accepting this NFL coaching position. You have a division without the king there anymore. He's gone. Mm-hmm. It's wide open. The Bears are a mess, like they've always been. What What's going to happen there? Who knows? The Vikings are in this constant state of mediocrity. And then the Lions have... 
dare I say, a glimmer of hope. Don't so, say it too loud. The, God so, might hear you. So you have a division that's wide open for the first time in in decades because now that Favre and Rodgers are are gone. Right. So you're thinking as a Lions fan, this is great. And all of a sudden, Harbaugh, who should have been locked into Michigan for for at least four more seasons after a season like this, is saying, no, I have the itch to go back to the NFL. And that's the crazy thing. The only team that offered him an interview was the Vikings. There was rumors swirling everywhere. Harbaugh's connected here. He's connected with the Giants. He's connected with the Dolphins. Minnesota was the only team that reached out to him and said, hey, what are you thinking? And Harbaugh's like, I'm thinking. And he gets to this interview. So somehow the Lions lose in this because now I, I think with all these head coaches now, if, if everything happens and Harbaugh accepts the position, he will have the highest winning percentage out of any active coach in the NFL after accepting that position. Oh, my gosh. It's like a 640-something winning percentage. Or maybe wow. not highest because Bill Belichick is still there. But like sec- he's like he would be top five. And he hasn't coached in seven years in the NFL. Um, <laughs> so, so the Lions lose. But the rumors shifted this whole time. There's all these connections. And the rumor was that the NIL stuff, Michigan doesn't want to offer a, a better NIL program to compete and measure up with all of these other, like the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States, and that's why Harbaugh's out. He was, everyone was thinking, always oh, using these as leverage to get the athletic department and the university to cave in a little bit. But now the story has shifted, and it's like Harbaugh just wants to coach in the NFL because he's 58 years old, and he may not get another opportunity to do so. And he's a smart guy because he understands that a 12-2 and season, winning the Big Ten, beating Ohio State – this is the highest his stock has been since he got here. And it's weird because he's been recruiting so hard. I don't know what he's telling recruits while he's still thinking about this. And it, a part of me says if he wanted to be in the NFL so bad, why are you still working? Because it's like, okay, you want to have, have a job to fall back on. I just find it hard to believe that nobody else but the Vikings wanted him. And there was rumors that Miami was going to take a stab at him, but nothing's happening there. Minnesota was the only team? And a part of me says, like, why wouldn't you just, like, go out and ask, be like, hey, I'm applying for this job. But he was waiting for teams to, like, call him, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, especially if you're like, I want to go to the NFL. You're going to tell me Jim Harbaugh comes calling to any NFL teams. You're not at least going to have a call back in a conversation with him. So on one end, I understand it. On the other end, it really looks like you held the the university hostage, especially after saying all of this stuff. It's just the beginning. I'll do this job for free, which he did get a pay increase or the offer rumor was. Did get a pay increase. Why this hesitation? Why this long period of time? Why recruit so hard? Why bring in new people? Why do all of this if your full intention was just to get up and leave? And I'm going to struggle with that for for a little bit here. And especially if now all of these kids, these J.J. McCarthy's, the finally the five-star quarterback, 
the Blake Corum, who is a great running back, the Andrell Anthony's, the the Donovan Edwards. Now that Harbaugh's gone, if they transfer, that doesn't leave Michigan in a good spot. Now they're now they're left scrambling. This isn't the beginning of something special. This could be the this could be the beginning and the end. It begins and ends with the 2021 season. And that's that's tough to swallow. You think they would only play at Michigan because Harbaugh's there? I don't think so, but it's stability. So if you get a guy that right. comes in there and like you like Harbaugh, so like you don't always go for the coach, but you go for like the facilities, you go for the other players or whatever, but also if you got if you're playing for a team that doesn't have a head coach or a head coach that you don't like, the transfer portal is easier than ever to just get out and go and go play for a competitor. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen with McCarthy, but some of the other skill players, they're going to lose players. They're going to lose players. But that's not that this is I had to vent a little bit because I've been talking about this for way too long with people and I'm sick and tired of it because I sound like a crazy person and a real a real big loser because it's like I've been I've been researching and and going into insider pages and it's just like I, I need to stop. But it's information overload. And that's what I really want to talk about because Tom Brady was announced to be retired on Saturday. A full 48 hours before he confirmed. A full 48 hours before he confirmed. And then there was reports saying, oh, he hasn't made his decision yet, blah, 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 blah. And it goes hand in hand with the Harbaugh situation because it's like you have people who are reporting things and saying, oh, like negotiations for Michigan are going well and odds are that still strongly going to stay here. And when the news broke that he had a phone call with the Vikings, I was still seeing Michigan insiders saying odds are still strong in the favor that Michigan is going to keep Harbaugh because he's using this as leverage. We're in an age where we're just spilling out information and using it as fact when it's not. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I get information changes and you only go off of the sources and what, and that could be, that could have been true at the time. You know, maybe, maybe people, maybe everybody who was close to the situation understood that Harbaugh was using this as leverage, but they didn't really know what Harbaugh was thinking, but they were still reporting off of what other people and people who were close to the situation were saying. So Adam Schefter, who is the end all be all for NFL breaking news has a reliable source and like heard murmurs in Tampa Bay. Hey, Tom's retiring and that announcement is coming soon. And so that's a reliable source and, and, and Schefter's going to be like, okay, I'm going to tweet that. I'm going to report that. And mm-hmm. boom, you get retirement and then you get haywire and yep. then you get all this uncertainty and then you get all this pandemonium. And I think <laughs> this is a classic case of ignorance is bliss. Times like this, with the Harbaugh situation and the Brady thing, it's almost better just to not have any information until it comes from the source. Because everybody was questioning, what's Harbaugh going to do with the extension? How's he going to rework his contract? You know, and everybody could be hunky-dory. Brady's, you know, prepping to play the next year. Um, (laughs) But reports come out. People get opinions from those reports, and then two days later, the reports are completely wrong, or information in the reports is false. I think that's a problem. I don't res- I don't necessarily know how that equates with everything else, um, but 
and this is not like a tinfoil hat thing because oh, the media is spreading lies and misinformation. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But at, at some point, like, we got to realize that, like, we can't take anything, like, like for truth until it happens, until it's from the source. Because a month ago, Harbaugh was going to the Raiders, and it was going to happen in days, minutes. Right. Now... He's in the NFC North against yeah. against the Lions in a in a place where he has no connection to other than a colleague that he worked with in San Francisco. Information changes that quick, and it's almost almost better just to get it like as soon as it happens or from the source. Like no, we we need to get out of this. Oh, breaking news! Like get a leg on up other people, other third parties. I think that needs to stop because. It's just putting out information that isn't true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just all rumors and speculation until it actually happens. And it's but people make it out. People make it out to be like it is an actual news event, right? Like it. It's it, frustrating. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. Oh my gosh! Did we have anything else? Oh, you had the tiger stuff. Yeah, I've got tiger stuff. Um, but I gotta put this game on. Hold on. Michigan to make matters even better, Michigan basketball is losing to the worst team in the Big Ten um, at home, so that's cool. Yeah, Corey's not had a really good sports week. Uh, I mean, other than Stafford making it to the Super Bowl, which is cool, but also <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really matter to me all that much. <laughs> uh, I mean, like obviously, I I I, I want him to win. And, and be successful um but it's not my team right it's, it's you know so it's not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be as as fulfilled as i thought i was gonna be but it's a pile on to the bad news um major league baseball and the players association met today um no deal at all and it looks like excuse me and Jeff Passan has been reporting on this day and night. Um, and he's saying that a delay to spring training is imminent. Uh, so that's not good, which means a delay to the start of the season is imminent. And the momentum that somehow Major League Baseball had built will all but soon come crushing, you know, tumbling to the ground. Um, you can't build a sport, and this is the problem that the NHL has. You cannot build on the success of a sport if you're constantly not playing your sport. <laughs> yeah. And, and baseball is, and hockey, like they were constantly not playing, but baseball has been pretty consistent. There hasn't been a work stoppage in quite some time. Um, but uh, uh, they. They were struggling for for viewership uh, for a minute here, and a work stoppage is the worst thing for that. Uh, so mm -hmm. they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. They're in trouble, mm -hmm. and it's like that dead period after the Super Bowl, and then once the NFL mm -hmm. and the NBA start, you know, doing whatever. It, there's this dead period where there's not much going on, and you want to have sports on. All the time. So 
have sports on all the time. And part of the reason that you get that and how you get that is if baseball goes. Baseball continues and goes to that natural progression. Mm-hmm. But it looks like that's not going to happen. And I, I didn't read the report all the way through in Michigan turnovers. So that's cool. Eh, sweet. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, but we're in, we're in for a long haul here. And hopefully we'll only cut into a little bit. We're not going to get a full season of Major League Baseball, which may be fine. Um but we're going to get something delayed, which is just not good for anybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's that's the story. Uh, the drawing for Mike Trout uh, in, in day 59 of the lockout. Oh, yes. Please update. Uh, Shohei Otani was, was riding Mike Trout as a centaur. So Mike Trout. Perfect. Mike Trout was a centaur, uh, or like the half horse, half man thing. I don't know. What that is a centaur. Called. That is a centaur. So yeah, uh, that was the best drawing that I saw of day fifty nine. Um, so yeah. Uh, so do you happen to know when the football club season is? Because we might have to start covering them if baseball's not. Gosh, around. I have no clue. <laughs> I'm wearing this crew neck. This is like one of my favorite crew necks. I don't know why I don't wear it more. Adidas does great crew necks. If you find an Adidas crew neck somewhere, get it because it's super comfy. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. It's 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 tough rooting for Detroit sports out here. It just it just is. Um, but I can tell you this, which is really cool. Dylan Larkin's having a career year, and I got to get my say in this too. He's got yeah, more please goals. Do it. He's got more goals than uh, Steven Stamkos, Alexander Barkov, and a couple other pretty notable names. Kids doing stuff. What have I? What have I been saying? Guys, a freak. Guys, a freak. Guys in the nature. number one C on any team in this league. Who is also a producer of many goals for yes. said team? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And Chris is. I'm just going to have to hear Chris being wrong all the time. Yeah, we had this discussion earlier as well. So. I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll catch up and, and rage. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, but I'm excited for next week's episode. That's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be... It's going to be so chaotic. Complete chaos. Poor Ben. <laughs> I texted him and was like, so are you going to be okay with all the yelling that's about to happen? Uh, and he goes, I really wish you guys had... And I can't remember what it, what it is. But it's something that like modulates uh, speech breaks and stuff. Like when yeah. you hit peak sound. Uh, but we don't have that because it would cost money. And I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> he goes, it's fine. I'll just deal with it. But yeah, um, it'll be an adventure I'm, for sure. It It's it's a ton of fun. It's I, yeah. I, it'll, it'll just be funny. We'll, yeah. have, we'll have some familiar faces on it. You didn't talk about the content, we didn't, did you? We talked about content. We did not talk about who was going to be oh, okay. on it. Okay, so, so we're leaving that spoiler free. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that spoiler free. But it's it'll be fun. We're gonna it, it'll be a fully loaded uh, episode, and <laughs> yes, it will be released on time as well. We've 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 planned out. Uh, this is the most in advance day that we've planned thus far our podcasting careers and, and it, we've been doing this for a year <laughs> and it might be the most ridiculous uh podcast this is gonna be done. more ridiculous than the jersey pod a hundred percent a hundred percent and 
it, honestly, this is probably the very fitting like one year anniversary celebration. This episode. When do you think? Yeah, about it? I would agree. I think that's I think that's a fair take. And we'll have to figure out how we're going to fit like the rest of Detroit sports in there. And then, side note, <laughs> side note, yes, yeah. s- side note. Most of Michigan Twitter is saying Harbaugh's gone, and that's right. the general consensus. And most of the insiders are saying this. However, I was talking to my buddy today, and again with this information overload, we're getting tweets of teams saying we've interviewed this candidate for our head coaching position and bottom lines talk about okay this person is coming in for an interview in-person interview this week blah 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 blah. outside of people on the internet pro football focus and like michigan insiders uh the nfl has not nfl network hasn't said that uh harbaugh's interviewing I'm not saying that that's not happening. I think it's happening. Um, and NFL Network says, okay, these guys are in. And there's a. I saw something, too, from a guy saying that a lot of people in the Viking circle like this other candidate from the Rams. I don't know if that's just smoke. So I'm, I'm in the boat. I'm like 90% sure that he's gone. Mm-hmm. But there's still a 10% shot that he's not. Right. And still, some of the some of the people I've been following are saying there is a possibility that he could come back and still have this job. And if that happens, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> but there's a chance that nothing could change, and right. that's that's a, a information overload again. Like, why why spend that information? Why tell people that information if it's not true? And we just need mm-hmm. to wait until we get to the source. And John John Bacon is a Michigan historian. Okay. And okay. he and he's he's been kind of following this. He's done Harbaugh watch. Okay? That's it's it's really it's really funny. And he's he's just he's 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 a good follow. And he was on a couple different he was on a couple different podcasts or whatever, but um the line every week was nobody knows anything. Mm-hmm. And then he'd give like his information that he knows or whatever. For sports, not just Michigan, not just anything. We need to operate under the fact that nobody knows anything until it happens. Yeah. And I think people will begin to rest a little bit easier having that there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. That's all of our thoughts. All of them. At least that's all my thoughts. That's all my thoughts. I can't say anymore. I'm going to explode. You kind of ran out of words, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Next week is going to be chaos. Prepare yourselves accordingly. We're really excited for it. Uh, we've again, we've this is the earliest that we've ever planned an episode, really. So we're all having a great time. Um, yeah, we will see you next week. Give us a follow on all of our socials, CNC Sports Pod. Uh, if you can share this via word of mouth, that'd be wonderful. That's the best way to get people to listen to us. Uh, rate us five stars. That's an option both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. So we really appreciate that as well. Thank you again so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Get excited. Get pumped. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.